0: Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Revelation 2. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would understand your ways better. We pray that we would avoid evil, that we would hate the wicked deeds, and that we would not lose the love that comes from you. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Revelation 2. To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, This is what the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand says, the one who walks in the midst of the seven gold lampstands. I know your works, and your labor, and patient endurance, and that you are not able to tolerate evil and you put to the test those who call themselves apostles and are not, and you found them to be false. And you have patient endurance, and have endured many things because of my name, and have not become weary. But I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember therefore from where you have fallen, and repent, and do the works you did at first. But if you do not, I am coming to you, And I will remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. But you do have this, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, things which I also hate. The one who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will grant to him to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. And to the angel of the church in Smyrna write, This is what the first and last says, who was dead and came to life. I know your affliction and poverty, but you are rich, and the slander of those who call themselves Jews, and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not be afraid of the things which you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, so that you may be tested, and you will experience affliction ten days." Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. The one who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who conquers will never be harmed by the second death. And to the angel of the church in Pergamum write, This is what the one who has the sharp, double-edged sword says, I know where you live, where the throne of Satan is, and you hold fast to my name and did not deny your faith in me, even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness, who was killed among you, where Satan lives. But I have a few things against you, that you have there those who hold fast to the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the sons of Israel, to eat food sacrificed to idols, and to commit sexual immorality. So likewise. You also have those who hold fast to the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Therefore, repent. But if you do not, I am coming to you quickly, and I will make war with them with a sword from my mouth. The one who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will give to him some of the hidden manna, and I will give to him a white stone, and on the stone a new name written, that no one knows except the one who receives it. And to the angel of the church in Thyatira, write, This is what the Son of God says, the one who has his eyes like a fiery flame and his feet like fine bronze. I know your works and your love and faith and service and patient endurance, and your last works are greater than the first. But I have against you that you tolerate the woman Jezebel, the one who calls herself a prophetess, and teaches and deceives my slaves to commit sexual immorality, and to eat food sacrificed to idols. And I have given her time in order to repent, and she did not want to repent from her sexual immorality. Behold, I am throwing her into a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her into great affliction, unless they repent from her deeds." and I will kill her children with deadly disease. And all the churches will know that I am the one who searches minds and hearts, and I will give to each one of you according to your deeds. But I say to you, to the rest who are in Thyatira, all those who do not hold this teaching, who have not known the deep things of Satan, as they say, I do not put upon you any other burden. Nevertheless, hold fast to what you have until I come. And the one who conquers, and who keeps my works until the end, I will give him authority over the nations, and he will shepherd them with an iron rod, he will break them in pieces like jars made of clay, as I also have received from my Father, and I will give him the morning star, the one who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Well, that's our reading. Let's dig in. We start into the letters to the seven churches here. John uses the same pattern for each letter. It starts out with Jesus introducing himself with some attributes from chapter 1. Then he says something positive about the church. Then something negative that they need to fix. Then, toward the end, Jesus tells them a prize they will receive if they stay faithful to the end. And then he ends with a sentence. Verse 6. The one who has an ear... Let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. If you look at the seven churches on a map, you will see that the order of the letters is sort of in a circle going clockwise starting from Ephesus in the lower left. Ephesus is also closest to Patmos, so perhaps there is a messenger carrying the letter on this circuit. However, there is another pattern in the letters that may be more the focus of John, For two of the churches, Jesus has nothing bad to say that needs to be corrected in the church, and those are the second and sixth letters. So, the good-bad churches are symmetrical, which sort of puts the focus on the church in the fourth position. We start out in Ephesus, where Paul spent a long time building up the church. The positive thing that Jesus says is that the church is not tolerating evil which is something that Paul warned in his farewell speech to the elders in chapter 20. So, it seems that they took his warning to heart. The negative thing that Jesus tells them is that they have left their first love. This is very concerning. We can remember in 1 Corinthians 13 that Paul says that if you do great things, but it isn't from love, then it is worthless. So, Jesus says he's going to take away their lampstand if they don't repent. I take that to mean that they will no longer be a church in the sight of God. Jesus says he is glad that they hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans. We only know about the Nicolaitans from these letters, so we don't know much. But it seems that they were teaching that sin didn't matter, so the church in Ephesus knew that was wrong. Jesus ends on the positive note, that the one who conquers will get to eat from the tree of life. That takes us back to Genesis 2 and 3, where they had the tree of life and then lost it when they sinned. It will come back at the end of the book. Note that Jesus isn't saying that the whole church will get to eat from the tree. This is written to individuals. Then Smyrna. Jesus doesn't have anything negative there that they have to correct. He starts out describing himself as the one who was dead and came back to life. This may be a hint at what he will say about how they are going to go through some tough persecution, even to death for some. He says that they are already facing persecution and poverty, probably connected with the persecution. But Jesus considers them rich spiritually. He says that the Jews who are against them are actually a synagogue of Satan. Jesus says they will be afflicted for ten days. Remember that numbers are symbolical in the book of Revelation, so it may not be a literal ten days, but it is a definite period known to God. We tend to think our current state will last for the rest of our lives, but Jesus is saying it will only last a little while. The prize he offers them is the crown of life, which is in contrast to the death that they face in the persecution, and Jesus says they will never be harmed by the second death. Then, to the church in Pergamum, Jesus mentions the sword from his mouth. He is pleased that they are holding up under persecution. He mentions the throne of Satan, which some people think refers to the altar of Zeus in the city. In any case, it was hard to be a Christian there. But Jesus says that there are some in the church who are teaching people to worship idols and engage in sexual immorality, which was often connected with worship in idols' temples. Jesus calls this the teaching of Balaam from the book of Numbers, who brought trouble on the Israelites by getting them to worship idols and engage in sexual immorality. Jesus says this is the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Jesus says if they don't repent, he is going to use that sword on them. But Jesus promises to those who conquer, they will get hidden manna, which is the food that God gave the Israelites in the desert. Then we get to Thyatira, which is the fourth letter. Jesus mentions his fiery eyes and feet of bronze. Perhaps the eyes are connected with searching minds and hearts. Jesus approves of their good works, their love, and their endurance. But the big problem is a woman that Jesus calls Jezebel. This is almost certainly not her real name, but a reference to Jezebel in the book of Kings, who increased idol worship in Israel and tried to kill God's prophets. Jesus says that this woman in the church is teaching sexual immorality and idol worship. That seems to be a recurring theme here. Jesus says that he is going to punish the woman and those who have joined her. But, he says, those who have not joined this woman, that they just have to hold on. Jesus isn't telling them that they need to take action against this woman or leave the church. They just need to hold fast in order to conquer. And Jesus promises to those that they will rule with Jesus. And now for a deeper dive. With all of the major problems in these churches, we probably wouldn't want to be a part of them. The one good church we read about was going through some really bad persecution. But for all of the sin problems, Jesus never tells people to leave the church that they are in. If they are part of the problem, they need to correct that right away. But the main thing is to hold on if they are doing what is right. God doesn't judge us based on the church we are in. He judges us based on what we are doing. Then there is the issue of holding on. Some people believe that once you are saved, you cannot be lost. But these letters do not seem to be saying that. The point Jesus is making here is that you have to act to correct the problems if you see you are going the wrong way. And Jesus always makes the promise to those who conquer, those who make it until the end. Now, the good news is that we aren't conquering by our own strength. We have read plenty about how we have the Holy Spirit working in us, but Jesus is clearly saying that we need to be putting in effort to accomplish these things. But even though that effort includes not listening to the false teaching of the Nicolaitans, he never tells them to leave the church. Perhaps in Ephesus, if Jesus removed the lampstand, then maybe he would want them to leave. But while the lampstand is there, there is hope for the church. And a note about the lampstand. A lampstand doesn't produce light. It holds the light. The light would have to come from burning olive oil, just like in the temple. And I believe that represents the Holy Spirit. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.